Welcome to Get Motivated with Donato Parisi, a show designed to reach you where you are, focusing on the fact that you can be anything you want and desire. All you have to do is get motivated. If you need a challenge in your life, then look no further. Get Motivated with Donato begins now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to uh, Get Motivated here with Donato. I'm your host, Donato, obviously. <laughs> and today we have a special guest, uh, Dr. Chris Leninger. Did I pronounce that right? Absolutely. All right. All right, everyone. Well, Dr. Chris here is phenomenal. He does so much. Um, and, and he was also in the Greatness in You book with me. So I wanted to uh, talk especially about that, but he has a lot of off or a lot of services and products and different things that he offers. So I want to make sure that everybody fully knows about you, Chris, and and all of the services um, that you offer here. So just first, I guess, tell us a little bit about yourself, Dr. Chris. Sure. So um, you know what may be of interest to people is. Uh, I, I was not always a doctor. Um, I was an aircraft mechanic, but I um, d contracted a disease that ultimately left me temporarily disabled. Temporary is in five years of, you know, not leaving the house except for doctor's wow. appointments. And through that journey, um, I found that our modern medicine has a lot of highly technical things, but sometimes it falls short when it comes to things that, that, are so needed but it's almost like it's we're great at like doing a heart valve replacement but when it comes to identifying a chronic disease and figuring out how to reverse it we're horrible and so i fell victim to that and um you know part of this the show's theme is get motivated and at the time i had a four-year-old son and a wife and i was a believer and my get motivated was i'm not done being part of my family or living and i didn't feel like it was time for me to go home so at that point, um, I had pursued treatments, but I wasn't well. So then I just turned that, that path around to now I'm pursuing knowledge so that I can get myself well. And then later, that knowledge ended up being a gift that I'm able to use helping others on their healing journeys. And so I always tell everybody it was the best, worst thing that ever happened to me. And I think it's really an important theme in life and also for this Get Motivated show because... Um, uh, I just watched a sermon from Stephen Furtick and he, he said this, he said, sometimes our situation, not sometimes, always, our situation is not our story. We write our story. And so we can't ever let ourselves get so overwhelmed that we can't find hope or find a driving force to move us forward. And so that's, that's how I'd like to open this because I, I hope that everybody hears that message that all of us have a story and we get a, a role in that. We get to play a part in that. And of course, we can take it in a bad direction or a good. So hopefully we use a moral compass and we try to serve our Lord and our family and, and others. But it's not over till it's over. Yeah, no, that's great. And you're like, bam, right into it already. So that's awesome. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, normally I ask about what does get motivated mean? You already answered that. And then you got in way deep here for us. And, and that's great because, you know, sometimes we need to, to do that too, right? We just need to like you know, quit beating around the bush, right? Get right straight to the point. So I, I, I love that. And, and what you just said too is, is similar to what I wrote in the book. 
you know, in the greatness book here where, you know, like my title was like playing the cards you dealt, right. Or something to that effect. And, you know, we, things happen to us, right. Sometimes we can't necessarily avoid them, but we get to choose which direction we're going to take it, you know, be it for good or bad, right. Are we going to become a victim, you know, and we might technically have been a victim, right? But are we going to keep that attitude and mindset or are we going to step above it, right? And and overcome that thing. And, and I mean, your testimony there, even though you only shared a little brief part of it, and hopefully we can get into that more, is, is that you did that. You know, you faced diversity, you had a challenge and you overcame it. So maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that because you actually talk about some of this, you know, that, that health challenge that you faced in, in the book partly um, and that it was a defining moment, especially. Absolutely. And so I think that um, number one is that, that all of us need to, so we, we have God given intellect. And so I, I like everybody to think of our own brains as a supercomputer and the supercomputers even all computers, they only do what you tell it to do. They only do what you program to do. And so otherwise they just sit and we can do the same thing whether our lives are with our minds. So when we get into situations, um, we have to start learning to recognize um, defining moments. And then, and then we have to ask ourselves empowering questions. You know, what do I want to do with this situation? You know, am I going to surrender to it? Um, am I going to, am I going to fight, you know? And, um, and what do I want the outcome to be? You know, so sometimes we have to visualize, look, I'll tell you, life can be rough, right? If I didn't know there was something greater than this waiting for me, I could get discouraged pretty easy too. Some of the things that keeps me going in the earth walk is knowing that there's something greater waiting afterwards. And so we have to have something that we're looking towards or somewhere that we want to be to really help us be fulfilled or to get through challenges. So the defining moments I just I trained myself as I was going through these challenges is I'm not somebody who's normally feels um, down or depressed. But when you're struggling with your health and you don't see a way to recover and you start feeling like you're not going to be able to provide for your family or you won't have the future that you had planned. Um, if you don't figure out a way to get motivated, then you're in trouble. OK, and I think that's what we're seeing in the world right now. So many people are seeing a fake world. They see it on the social media and nobody posts a picture of a flat tire. They only pick, post a picture of their new car. You know, no one posts a picture of when their house is like, you know, being torn up because of termites or water damage. They only post when they're having the addition. So those are the only pictures we see. But life isn't like that. Life, you get 10, you get nine lousy pictures and then you get one good one. So we can train ourselves to when we recognize when we get a good one breathe it in and be like, this is that moment. This is the defining moment. And I got to use this as my fuel to get motivated and to move forward or to serve, serve family, serve self, serve others, serve God. And so, um, so there were three defining moments in my life that were huge. And of course there were others, but I, I did talk about that in the book because um, sometimes a negative you can use as a positive. So um, I, um, I was never, I mean, I, I didn't I, I can't really say I had a horrible, horrible life as a child. But, you know, when you're missing a parent, it's not the ideal situation, you know. And so if the other one's struggling harder, it can leave you with self-doubt and other things. And you have to you have to but you can use it as um, a driving force. 
So as I became a parent, I looked at my situation and thought about what do I want my child's life to look like that's different. And then that became a motivation for me, even when I was sick and I wasn't able to provide for my family, I was able to draw off of something in my past that wasn't ideal and use it as my motivation in going forward. So that I was like, I can create a different life for somebody else, even if I can't change mine in my current situation with my health. And so I um, basically, I like to say we have to have a strong enough why. And so that's that's that. And so defining moments can be a strong enough why. You know, we, we hear about a, a mother, a child's trapped under a car. Suddenly a mother can lift it up. How come? She had a strong enough why. It was a defining moment. She doesn't have yeah. to be able to draw upon her superpower and lift a car when under any other circumstances she could not. And we do all have that ability. And so um, uh, that my health challenge created a why for me that led me into medicine. And it's become a really wonderful blessing. Um, but it wasn't easy on that journey either. And I'd love to share you know, more of that as well. Yeah, no, and and I wanna I wanna say this quote too in the book. Um, I guess it comes from Kevin Costner, right? And and you wrote mm -hmm. that in there. It says, when a defining moment comes along, you can do one of two things: define the moment or let the moment define you. And that's what we're talking about, right? I mean, it's are we gonna let the circumstances define us, or are we gonna take those circumstances, learn from them, get motivated? do something about the outcome and and you did i mean you became a doctor of all things just because well maybe not just because but a lot because you got sick right your, yes, your health was challenged and you didn't let that stop you you used it as fuel as motivation to take the next step to learn more about it to become a doctor and and you know, before before we started, you were showing us your 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 guy there in the back. Um, you know, maybe you could tell us a little bit about all these different things because largely who you are is because of what you went through, and we need to learn those types of things to motivate us, to challenge us, and you know, help us to be better equipped. You know, be more aware and. You know, I'll, I'll just let you share, but I know that, you know, we've talked on the on the side, too, about other things. And there's just so much out there when you start to get into it that, like, wow, it's, you know, we're kind of clueless, but things can be simple if you know something about them. So just just go ahead and share about that. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and so just because I because in the introduction, I didn't give my, my whole background just so people are familiar. So my medical degree is in Chinese medicine. And so how does that differ from uh, a Western medical doctor, allopathic or biomedicine, whatever we want to call that? It isn't always Eastern and Western. But in Chinese medicine, we view and study the body as an environment. So we still know all the organ functions. We still all know the, the nerve pathways and everything. We take neurology classes and orthopedic classes, but then we, we, we really simplify it. And when you simplify it, 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 it it's, it's really interesting because kind of faith building um, for those uh, you know, viewers or listeners that are, or are not familiar with, with simple, you know, things that we're taught, like 
God breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of man, or that that you know that from the dust we came and from the dust we will return. Then when you start studying something like Chinese medicine, and they talk about the body being an environment, when we, for example, we in Western medicine when we look at cancer, we think of it as a disease, and we have um, treatments like we we use radiation or chemicals or surgery, and then our idea is that we remove it from the body. But right. from a holistic perspective in Chinese medicine, let's think of a pond. And if you've ever been to a pond that was neglected, you'll see moss, you know, and algae and, you know, you know, mosquitoes and all this growing in there. Now you can throw algicide on it and it'll clean up for a while, but the environment's the same. So it will come back. And so you can cut the moss and algae off the pond, but it will grow back. So in Chinese medicine, we're like not satisfied with that. We just used chemical radiation or surgery. We're like the environment hasn't been addressed. So that's why so often people come out of remission and find themselves in another challenge with their disease. And so this is where the holistic side comes in. And so that's just, just so, so to help people understand what is the difference between, say, through the eyes of, of a medical doctor and a Chinese medical doctor, that's the difference. We're not saying you may not need medication, but we're saying, has it really addressed the whole story? Has it changed the environment? Because if it hasn't, then it's not reasonable that the, that, the, that that part of your story is done. Okay. So um, the other thing about studying Chinese medicine that was fascinating to me was I, I just feel like God has a sense of humor. I know God has a sense of humor. And um, and constantly, every time we think we know something, he shows us we don't know anything. You know, it's like mm. the world is so big and layers get peeled back and peeled back and peeled back. So after studying Western anatomy, then we go in and we study pathways and um, the correlation between these things. And I'll show you a, a, on a on a mannequin um, that when we're in school, for example, here's on the back. We study these pathways and you'll see some are straight, but some like like um, zigzag through the shoulder blades, some travel up through the neck, the ears, um, some in the face and, and they travel down. So like there are points, say here on the arm, it's hard to do when I'm looking at the that um, that uh, travel up to other areas. So when we talk about things like acupuncture, sometimes we'll use points that are in an area that doesn't seem like it's related to the condition. But because we studied and trained, we know that a point, actually a point here like this one, it can clear heat from the intestinal tract. So if someone say had dysentery or even if they had something like Crohn's and colitis, it can help calm a system down if it's in the middle of a flare up. And that wouldn't seem like the logical place. You might think, oh, we're going to we're going to do work here. But these these points, they're what they call empirical points over thousands of years of observation when these were being done in clinics it was observed it was this point more effective or this point more effective and what effect does this have point versus this one on that same system so when we study we just we, we get in our mind it's almost like brainwashed i don't know if that's the right term but it's like it's so deeply embedded that when a patient comes in and they explain what they're experiencing all series of points just pops in mind because i know oh they mentioned that they had either a foul odor to their stool. So I'm like, that that indicates heat. So I know I'll need to use the heat point. If they say they're constipated, I may want to use a point that helps to uh, activate 
peristalsis in the intestinal tract to move the stool out. So it'll help me with my point selection. So it's really, wow. really customized for the patient. And, 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 it, and just having spoken about that, there's no possible way that could have all just happened. This network speaks to design. And when there, wherever there's design, we talked about computers, architecture, where, there's a, where there is design, there's a designer. Yeah. And so this is faith building to me. No, that's that's fantastic. And, <clears throat> you know, certainly I don't know the level of stuff that you do, but, you know, I was into essential oils some and and how all of that and, <clears throat> you know, it, it touches a little bit on, on that some of that same uh, theology, I guess you could say, in a sense where, you know, if you rub this oil on this part of your foot, you'll get this result. It'll help with this. And, you know, and you just learn from that, like how interconnected everything is. Right. And, and how all of these things that we do either to ourselves or for ourselves can help or hinder, you know, um, kind of like you were saying, and, and, you know, you didn't touch on diet, but maybe you can, you can also talk a little bit about how, how that impacts our body because, I feel like that's always an important thing. And, you know, us Americans don't tend to eat very well, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so two things about diet. Um, one is we're set up for failure because um, we've developed a culture of everything is for convenience and it's designed to last long. But a lot of times foods that are, have the most nutritional value they're not foods that will last long. They're foods that will degrade because they're alive and they have living enzymes and nutrients and those degrade over time. And the other thing is that um, nutrition is probably one of the most overlooked aspects of health. And there's a couple of things about that are really disappointing. I think I did a research on this once and I think out of every medical school in the United States, only 20% even offered a single course as an elective in nutrition. OK, that is totally negligent, totally negligent. Now, now let's go back and let's compare food to other things we do in our life. Most of us eat a minimum of three times a day. Some of us more. If I'm nervous, more. I'll, I'll fill gaps <laughs> with food. OK, yeah, but that's any, a bad habit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything we do three times a day. So imagine if you pray three times a day. Imagine if you, you know, if you exercise three times a day. OK. What impact is that going to have on your life, physically or spiritually? So now when we go back to food, we're thinking it's powerful because it's something we do consistently and daily and multiple times daily. So it is significantly impacts our health significantly. Um, it's not something we want to save for later, but it's it. That's a very difficult area for mindset and for getting motivated because we can. It's like. I thought about this a lot. We, not everybody perhaps, but I'm Italian and, and food, and it is true in a lot of cultures, food is a love language. So if I wanted to honor you or your family and we were in the same vicinity, I might take you out for a meal or invite you into my home. And, and part of that interaction would be a meal. So now if that interaction was good, our brain is programmed just like a computer to say, Food is associated with fellowship and love. Now, that's a powerful message to overcome if we need to get our nutrition on track. And right. that's, part of the, that's part of the holistic you know, aspect of these things. Um, 
So it's, 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 it's challenging. And, you know, honestly, of all the things we could do, we're not robbing anybody. We're not going out on the street, you know, and, and doing drugs, you know, we're not harming anybody. So it's easy to think, well, it's, you know, what harm are we doing? We're just having a meal, but three times a day for, you know, 365 days a year for 30 years, we can cause a lot of harm to ourselves. So we need, we need to take it to heart. And I'm, and, and myself included. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just eating the right things. I know, like, I mean, you talk about being Italian, obviously I am. Um, it is totally, you know, that, that love language in a sense that, you know, that fellowship, that culture, like if, if we're going to sit down and eat together, that's, that's like an intimate bonding type thing. Right. And I don't know if it's that way for everyone out there, but especially with us Italian culture, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's how it is. Right. It's like, especially if we invite you into our home and we're feeding you some spaghetti, (laughs) right. You know, we, we, we expect you to be there, (laughs) but you know, I, I, going back to the, the health and nutrition, like we put just as our, our American culture now, so much sodium in everything and that one thing alone you know i know like we're only supposed to think have about 1500 milligrams of sodium in a day right where if you're drinking a a caffeinated beverage or anything else all that has sodium and if that's all you're drinking and you're not drinking just plain water throughout the day well, you've probably in taking all of the sodium that you need from your beverages, let alone all of the prepared foods that we eat. Some of which, you know, have 1500 just in a you know can of soup or something else like that. So, again, it's just interesting how all of those different things inter- interlace, interwork, you know, affect our bodies, you know, Um but you know, I, I want to get back to your book because in in what we're talking about with all of this, you know, your 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 title, which I love, from pain to power, and you, and you talk about your childhood, you talk about um, this health challenge. But in there, you said something that was kind of interesting to me in 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 all of this. You talk about developing new skills but developing a new character, which I thought was kind of interesting because we don't always work on our character, right? So, so explain a little bit more about that and give us some like hopeful things that can challenge us, right? To make ourselves sure. better. Sure. So, you know, um, the, well, I, and you know what, I'm, I'm aging, you know, I'm trying to fight it, but you know, <laughs> it's part of the process and I'm still developing character. It doesn't end. You know, it's, it's uh, the day I stop developing my character is the day my heart, my heart stops beating. I, I'm committed to that. And uh, I think we, if we want to be true to ourselves and, and we want to give our best to the people we interact with, whether that be family, friends, or patients or the world, um, we have to be willing to explore our weaknesses de-emphasize them over time and how to exploit our strengths and that and honestly my challenges in life they kind of drove me that way 
And so you just have to kind of learn, you know, what what do you see in the world you like or you don't like? And can you change it? Can you change it in your life? Can you change it in your family's life? Can you change it in the world? And everything great that ever happened, happened that way. Did we just um, because of the timing of this interview just a few days ago was Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, you know, holiday. And what a phenomenal person who had a dream that the world wasn't ready for and couldn't even conceive what he had dreamed. Then he dreamed that dream into reality. And now the world not only recognizes it, but they declare a holiday and they realize the wisdom of it. And so, wow, talk about get motivated. So this is kind of my commitment in life. I constantly check back in even. And it's really important in the medical field because, you know, um, uh, if you get somebody to come regular, it would be pretty easy after a while to just look and go, oh, that's going to be an easy one. But I can't do that. I have to every time go in there and, and start with fresh eyes and think, I want to make sure I'm, I'm not overlooking anything that may have changed. Have I addressed everything that I can possibly address? And I actually take that experience now home with me in my personal life as well. So, so in the book, I kind of, I talked about recognizing defining moments. And then, and then this is kind of going to your question, how to leverage defining moments. So my pain became my leverage point. So now any time in my life when I feel pain, I really, I ask myself and I've trained myself, how do I use this? pain. And, and, and it's a weird thing. I don't know why, and maybe, maybe you be the exception, but there's two driving forces, pleasure and pain. So if I told somebody, Hey, if this goes well, at the end of the day, I'll buy you dinner. That's motivating. But if I said at the end of the day, if this isn't done, um, we're going to have your car crushed. You know, which one's more motivating, right? It's pain. It's this thing about somehow we're like, we'll, we'll get things done because to avoid pain, but pleasure isn't always the driver. But really in life, if we were to envision, let's say we took a, um, something like child raising or marriage, we would want to have the best picture possible, but sometimes that isn't motivating. But if we see, if I failed as a parent, if I failed in my marriage, that pain will drive us farther than just this picture of everything being ideal. And so that's one of the things that I learned on this journey. It's really, you know, one of the, one of the uh, important things, you know, I, I had the book here as well. When I was struggling, I was home a lot. And so I had an opportunity to read and to watch things. And this was a lot of my journey where I was, became more aware of Les Brown and his stories. And ironically, there was, there was some overlap in our lives um, he had a learning disability. I had a learning disability. There was a time in his life when he was in a single parent family. There was a time in, in my life when I had a single parent family. And so uh, it's interesting how you'll see sometimes there's this, this overlap where you go, oh, these things were hard on people, but actually may have given them some skills. And so the um, so along with that leverage of leveraging pain or pleasure became the knowing your outcome. So that's why I'm always saying we should always ask ourselves, even in an argument, let's say, I mean, you, maybe you mastered this Donato. I have not yet, which is, um, which is not always having to be right or learning to yield or like, we can't, we can't choose your battles wisely. Right. And so um, knowing the outcome sometimes is saying, I don't have to necessarily speak my opinion or win the battle as long as if the outcome is I want us to learn how to work together or something, sometimes I have to yield. And that was true in my health because when I thought I was in control or I was going to force my way to get well, it wasn't working. It was actually, this is an important part in the book. What I learned is that the theme that we're given in the gospel is a theme that we need to use every day. And it's uh -huh. called death 
burial and resurrection. And when you master that, okay, oh, it's it's surrender, okay? Okay, the journey back begins with surrender, okay? Then it's death, burial, and resurrection. We got to get rid of our pride. Sometimes we have to say, you know what? I may not have the ability to overcome this physical challenge. I have to surrender to it. Then we go through a death and a burial and then a resurrection. We become something new with what we can work with. I have a friend who unfortunately was paralyzed in an accident and he struggled for a few years and then he did find his way to faith. And then he came back. He ended up going to, to a school that I was in where I went to aircraft school. He became an engineer, ultimately a rocket science, retired from NASA. I'm not retired yet. He's retired. Okay. He's in a wheelchair. He lives in Lake Tahoe. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story because what he did was he, he surrendered. He had to die to the old man, be buried, and then raised new. And he created a new life for himself. And he has a great life. And he's still paralyzed. But I have a great respect for him. And we can all do that. We can all do that. And I think I want people to be inspired by that. Um, and if I can, I'd like to share a story that inspired me while I was sick that I read that came from being inspired by men like Les Brown. Yeah, no, of course. Go for it. Okay. So this is actually, this is a true story. It took place in Africa and, and um, it was in the 1800s, but it's called Acres of Diamonds. And Acres of Diamonds is a story of a, of a farmer in, that had bought land in Africa and was farming and the soil was not yielding uh, crops and it was rocky and rough. And he kept hearing almost like the gold rush. He kept hearing about diamonds being discovered in other areas. And so he kept thinking, I'm here. This farming's not working for me. Everybody's got this great thing over there. And so it kind of turned into the grass is always greener. So he ended up selling his land and then started traveling all over everywhere. He heard they're finding gold, they're finding gold. But in this case, it was diamonds. At one point, he ended up exhausted and emotionally distraught and he drowned in a river. After that, the land that he had sold for nearly nothing because he thought it was worthless, what was discovered was all the roughage that he wasn't able to farm with were actually diamonds. They just didn't know what a diamond in a rough looked like. And, mm -hmm. and to this day, that's actually Sierra Leone. It's the largest and highest yielding diamond mine in the history that's still producing diamonds today from the 1800s. He owned that land, but he left it for a greener pasture. And so the really what came out of that story for me was that to this day, I ask myself anytime, this could be again, raising children, in relationships, in the church, in, in work, anything we have, are we starting to think that the grass is greener somewhere else, but we have acres of diamonds under our feet. It's easy to take for granted a child or a spouse or a job or a home or whatever, but we have to learn how to recognize diamonds in the rough, and we may have we may have to participate in the polishing of that diamond, and then we get to share and bear the fruit of that because we are part of the work. And so I I just that story really helped me to get past where I was at at that time as well. And to this day, even in my work today, I'll think what's working for us. Everybody gets a little discouraged at times over oh, long days or whatever, and then we'll think, you know what? We, we have something amazing here, and and part of that, briefly, I want to share is I was so limited in what I could do, and I was going to school for this training that I developed products to 
try to help me with my pain and my mobility. That's that's this is part of my display here that I have in the clinic. But these products that are back here, wherever this camera thing is, these are all products that I developed for my own recovery that now I'm able to use to help heal others. So when we talk about acres of diamonds, I didn't know that my own pain and suffering would lead to things that I developed really for my own health that now I get to actually get testimonials for other people about how it's helping their life be richer. That's pretty rewarding, you know, to see life come full circle like that. Um, yeah, no, that's amazing. And I love that story. I think I heard you say that once before. I heard somebody say that once before. And it's so like, so true. You know, we know that grass is greener on the other side, you know, uh, phrase or whatever. And it's not until you get over there and realize, no, it's got just the same weeds and, you know, everything else as, as you know, your lawn does. You just, you know, it's all about taking care of it. And that's that's what this is all about, right? And, and those different things that you learned, you know, it's, it's and, and you made mention with, with Les Brown, all the different um, similarities, right? I always see that in, in people's stories, like, you grew up with a single parent. I actually grew up with a single parent as well. You know, it was just me and my dad. <clears throat> and just all of these different things, you know, I always find something in common with whoever, right? And it doesn't matter, like, where they came from or, or anything else. And and I think that's something that we need to take care of or take with us. You kind of alluded to that a little bit where, you know, we, we got to find those commonalities, right? And realize that that we have them with everyone and, and you know, be more patient, be more understanding, be more listening, you know, and, and, and develop those skills, right? To, to better ourselves, to improve the life of others around us. Um, and not always have to be right, right? Like you mentioned, <laughs> You know, um, talk to us a little bit more about those products. Cause I know, you know, we're going to have your information in the description below and everything on, on how to get a hold of you, but, but tell us how to get a hold of you. Tell us about your products okay. and, and why they're good. Not just like, Oh, I offer this and this, but like the, you know, because you've went through these things, right? It's right. one, one thing to, you know, buy the bottle of Tylenol off the shelf and, and know that it works for pain, but you went through stuff that a lot of people have gone through or are going through and, and you develop these things. I mean, right. nobody else can really stay, say that or understand that. Like you had these problems, you developed this, it worked, and now you're sharing it with the world. Yes. yes. All right, this is this is wonderful. This is exciting for me because of because of that exact thing. So, so at one point my mobility was so so limited, I got out of bed to go to the restroom and ligaments in my knee were actually torn, and so then that that was like, oh, now you're going to need a knee reconstruction. And it was like I can't even get out of bed to go to the bathroom, and so I had this kind of joint challenges, and so I had read about uh, herbal. Uh, liniments that were made in Chinese medicine for martial artists because they're putting all this demand on their body all the time with striking and hitting. And so I created a recipe and in the beginning it was good, but then, um, and this is, this is it. And I can tell you a little backstory. It says TNT liniment now, which is trauma and training because some uh, martial, 
the, what do they call the mixed martial artists started using it because after they get out of the cage, they're hurting pretty bad. And this is actually helpful. But, but I, I use this because I was having so much joint pain where a lot of people use this now is, is recovery from like knee replacement because it's very often people will have swelling for three to six months after a knee replacement and they're in a lot I can of pain. Vouch for that. So, okay. And so this in, in Chinese medicine, we have certain properties. One of them is what we call astringent. So some herbs, they squeeze down. So it's like, if we've ever squeezed a sponge and we see the water come out, these astringent property will actually squeeze inflammation out of the tissue so that we get this exchange. And then that helps that move on. And when you clear inflammation from an area the body also heals more complete and at a faster rate. And so it is phenomenal for strains and sprains or joints that have any kind of swelling or inflammation, sometimes from arthritis in the joints, but again, also from like hip or knee replacement. This, this is amazing product. It's called TNT liniment. And, um, and it's something that uh, if we're going to put a link in there after um, it's my, my, Clinic is called Pure Health Acupuncture, so it'll say Pure Health Acupuncture Store, and we have a whole arrangement there. You can read additional things because there are information sheets about each one. Um, then, um, because of the uh, airports, traveling with liquid doesn't always work, and so although this is within the two two uh, ounce limit that the TSA allows, we made this into a balm, and and so now it's it's a thicker paste. And it's actually interesting. It has its own unique property. So this, this was birthed, the, the balm was birthed from the liniment, but it's very calming and comforting and relaxing. So people use it almost like a natural muscle relaxant. And then I guess the most important thing is that all of these ingredients came from the earth. And so what I say is from the same manufacturer as the body. And so when we are exposed to these, this does not cause problems with our organ function and other negative responses because our body recognizes them because they came from the same manufacturer. And that manufacturer obviously is the one that deserves credit for everything in life. Yep. And so that's another thing that was part of putting these products together was that um, we can use these with people who have had organ transplants and they have to be careful about things that can interact with their medications or aggravate a condition. They're safe to use with children. Um, there's really, there's really not a lot of limitations. And so those are our topical pain relief. Um, then my patients became my teachers because they had needs. And then I, I went on in my journey because these were really more related to my pain and, 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 limp and mobility journey. Then they had challenges like sinus or respiratory or immune, or they'd had cancer challenges. So they had lymph nodes removed. So we mm. had developed this because a lot of, and it's not always women, and but a lot of times when there's cancer, especially in the arm area and the breast, they remove the lymphs, but then you have lymphedema or chronic swelling for the rest of your life. So you gained one thing, but you lost something in the process. We eliminated some part of the body that was intended to be there. And so this product has helped many women because just a light application a few times a week prevents the arm from constantly swelling with lymphatic fluid that also can become infected and cause a lot of other health challenges. And it's 100% natural. It's extremely powerful. Later, we found out diabetics and uh, a lot of people on heart on, on blood pressure medicines because blood pressure medicines are wonderful at creating circulation in the torso, 
but you neglect then the lower extremities. So when you're on blood pressure medicine, it's very common that the circulation decreases in the legs. And with that, then is the exchange of lymphatic fluid is not as well. And that can lead to a lot of, a lot of health problems. And this works for both. It's gentle. It's completely safe. It's 100% natural. We uh, have coined the term the maker's medicine because we truly believe that we're using all the things that God put in place for our provision. And so, so that's, uh, but, but, but you can read about them all. We'll have a link and you can read about what's appropriate. And if you have a question, you can reach out through, through the link as well. Anybody, any, any listener. Um, the, you know, I, I'd like to touch on two more things because I, I just feel like this is a great topic. This get motivated. And, and just so everybody knows, I, to this day, I use reminders. I have them by my bed. I have them on my desk. Things just trigger my thoughts. And so this one tells me right here, the value of the full spectrum of human experiences and emotions. And so if you're having a great day or if you're having a bad day, you know, and, and more importantly, let's forget about that. Let's do this because, wow, this is important. People have gotten to the point where they associate sadness with bad. But sadness is not bad. Sadness is part of the full spectrum of human emotions. The scriptures tell us it's better to be in the house of mourning than the house of myrrh. What that means is sometimes being sad or somber or even suffering loss gives us cause to pause and reflect. And sometimes during that pause and reflection, we grow or we make discoveries so we can get back on track and make something bigger out of our life. And so I, I, I think we're seeing a lot of people even considering whether they're happy and sometimes they even ponder whether they should still exist and they consider suicide because they're sad because they think that's bad. But what if that sadness was actually leading them to their truth or that was leading them to their pain that was going to be their motivator or their driving force or their defining moment? And after they came through that sadness, joy then became magnified and seemed richer and it was appreciated more Then it wasn't a bad thing at all. And it just kind of, I guess God just brought that out of me here where we're talking because I feel like the world is experiencing sadness a lot now. And then they're thinking that means that maybe they shouldn't exist. And that's not true. What if we changed the story? What if we asked a different question? We said, how can this sadness serve me? How can it serve the world? How can it motivate me? How can it drive me? How can it become my defining moment? And how can I use it to make myself and the world better? That's powerful, you know? Amen. It so is. That's so true. I like that. Yeah. And that, I mean, we are that, that, I mean, you, you touched a little bit even on depression earlier. Uh, you know, we have those spectrums of, of uh, emotions, right? Um, you know, uh, you, you talked about facing those health challenges and providing for your family and, and all of that and, and how some of that led to a little bit of a depression. And, you know, I, I think some people don't necessarily know, think, or understand. I mean, we all handle things differently, but us older men anyway had a lot of that stuff instilled in us. Like, you have to be the breadwinner. You have to provide for your family. You have to do this, 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 this. And then when we're hit with something like that and we're, we're put out of commission. Now, my story isn't like yours where I was out for five years, but I was out for a long time 
with with my leg getting straightened out and lengthened, <laughs> you know, and a couple of different knee surgeries and, and things like that. So, and, and yeah, you can't provide for your family because you're not making anything, right? And then it weighs on you and you get depressed and all these things. But like you're saying, let's grab a hold of that and figure out how to turn those things around, use them to our advantage, get motivated, right? That's what this whole show is about. Like challenging people to get up off the couch and do something, <laughs> right? Like, and and you made yourself a doctor. I mean, maybe share a little bit of, of that too with us. Like, why, why did you say or want to become a doctor? Like what challenged you and how long did it take? Or, you know, what was your sure. experience? Sure. It was, um, it was, a, it was a much longer journey that I had intended, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, so I really, it all came about because I hit the end of the road with what could be accomplished with my health through traditional means. I had met with specialists and I said, what, what do we, where do we go from here? And they were like, sometimes people have chronic debilitating, you know, uh, issues and they don't fully recover. So this may be your story. So they literally told me, learn to live with the pain and consider training for a new vocation. Now, um, first of all, um, I was a commercial aircraft mechanic. I had flight benefits and medical benefits, dental benefits, a pension and a 401k. So walking away from something like that, you don't take lightly. And then you have to ask yourself, would any doctor take their own advice? Because if someone told them, well, consider training for a new vocation, you're just, that's not reasonable at all. And so, um, but I, I wasn't going to just surrender to this was the rest of my story, the rest of my life. So I started trying to look at what were alternatives or what else could I do that I hadn't tried. And I discovered the possibility of Chinese medicine to help myself. And once I received some therapy and it was such um, a profound difference in my recovery, then um, actually the doctor that was treating me, he moved to, to California. So we were like on the other side of the country. I'm like, well, that's, that's unfortunate for me. So I started taking classes really just to continue to facilitate me continuing to recover. And through that, during that process, uh, I worked for United Airlines um, United Airlines went bankrupt. And so sometimes one door closes and another opens. And this goes back to this thing about, um, you know, how far are we going to try to force our idea for ourselves? And when will we surrender and maybe allow God to open another door? And so I thought, hmm, the airline went bankrupt. I'm really not in a great position here to be, even if I fully recover, to be climbing in and out of airplanes anymore. This medicine's helping me. I'm taking classes to get educated. Maybe this is, I should continue on this path. And that's what I did. And I saw it as an opportunity to get another career and be able to, to hopefully at some point be able to help provide for my family again. And, and that went in, prog in, in progressive order. Thankfully, I had a degree prior to this happening because that initial degree allowed me to continue on to get a, a you know a master's and then a doctorate so i actually i encourage everybody uh always try to get a baseline degree because then no matter what you decide later in life it's a lot easier to make a transition to something else whether that's by choice or whether that's because your your 
your body didn't cooperate or whatever. But the, the master's degree journey was, was very, very challenging. I was traveling from Indiana to Chicago weekly. I had an apartment up there. You know, you're driving back and forth, back and forth, and you're studying medicine. You're, you have three three-hour classes one day. You're doing double clinic shifts. You know, it, it looks a lot like what a medical, you know, training that we are familiar with in Western medicine. And you got to juggle that, and then you got a family, and you live in another state. And um, uh, and you know, and I was older. I was older than most of the other students. Um, so, but um, it was it was really really motivating because I just kept seeing God in it all. I was like, that's design, that's design, that's design. The majority of people it was totally over their heads, but for me, it just made it where. And also, it became a very competent student. People were wondering how are you getting these concepts, but it's because I was able to kind of like take that foundation and that cornerstone that I had and, and link it all together. And it all started to like work for me really well. Um, then when master's degree allows you to work in the United States in the field of acupuncture and Chinese medicine, but later they developed a, a, what they call a regionally accredited doctorate degree, which means even if I wanted to, I could become a, a professor in a medical school or something, I can use that degree in that way because it's it's not a vocational degree. It's the same type of degree that's regionally credited anything that people get in any other university. That journey was really difficult because we were running a full-time clinic and then I was having to do all of that work. And whew, I mean, it, it, it took a lot. You got to want it, you know, and, um, and there were even moments I share this with you because I think sometimes again I don't want to be the, the one of the people that only post the the new car or the vacation. I want to do the flat tire and the you know and the and the flood. The first semester, my son was helping me um, with footnotes. Like we got to make sure we get credit, so we're not like we're not plagiarizing anything, you know. And we're putting this, making sure everything's in the paper. And uh, I started realizing the timing. And the amount of work that we still had to do and even though there were several hours left i realized there wasn't any possible way that we'd be able to submit that term paper on time and this particular class was i my understanding was if it wasn't on time you didn't get credit and it was 30 percent of the grade so literally wow. i had the first time in my life ever i had a panic attack i didn't even know what they were and i and it was like i mean i broke down because i was like I don't know that I'm going to be able to complete a doctorate. I don't know if I can, is it realistic that I can do this while I'm working in a clinic and doing all these things? I reached out to the professor to see, should I just drop out now? And she said, actually, that was in another course, but in mine, you just lose 10% and your paper was actually an A, so you still got a 90. So it was like, okay, I get to continue. But that's kind of what, so, you know, we want to be realistic about that's what the journey of getting a doctorate degree while you're working full-time at a clinic looked like you got to want it. you got to be willing to dig deep. And, um, and I'm so glad I did. It wasn't easy, but wow, I look back now and I think that's another thing for everybody to know. Almost always when we accomplish something, when we overcome something, it's difficult and it's hard to get through. Later when we look back, usually we're so glad we did. When we don't know how we had the strength to do it, but when we finish it, we're like, I'm so glad that I'm where I am at now. I definitely want everybody to know that and to hear that. Please stay on your journey, dig deep, move forward. And I and I've I got a new phrase that I've been saying, and that is do the impossible as soon as possible, because if you don't, someone else will. 
And I just, I just, I don't know why, how that came into me, but I just been, I've been saying it over and over again, because, you know, if someone would have told me years ago when I was an aircraft mechanic, years from now, you'll be studying acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And, and later you'll be a doctor. I would have, I would have said, you're out of your mind, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but I also didn't know that my health was going to be challenged in the way that it was. Um, so that's, that's, that's really that journey uh, is difficult. It's difficult studying day and night and working. And, um, but man, I'm so glad I did. I, I have met so many amazing people. My youngest patient is two weeks old. The oldest patient I've ever treated was 95 years. We've done all ages in between and every possible condition under the sun, including things where they were, uh, doctors gave up on them in, in specialty hospitals, pediatric and otherwise. And to be able to be part of those people's journey is just, it's, it's super rewarding, you know, super rewarding. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. I, yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine. And, and that's the thing, like we're all here to impact somebody's life. Right. And, and you, you took it upon yourself to learn, you know, you talked about building character earlier that you're going to be, you know, building your character for the rest of your life. Till the day you die and and i think we need to do that with learning too right we we can't stop learning you know whether whether or not we're actually acquiring a degree or not we just need to keep learning you know and know that we don't know everything you know but challenge ourselves to to learn to to become better to you know maybe get that doctorate or or just you know, learn another language, whatever it is, we're, you know, we should never stop learning and growing because what we learn, what experiences we have, we're going to be able to share that with others to encourage them, to get them motivated. Right. And, and to, to help them become something. Um, and, and, you know, just that's what, why we're here. So, um, you know, thank you so much for sharing today. And, and I wanted to give you, you know, this, this chance before we close to, to whatever else you have um, that you still want to, uh, to tell us. That is, um, so we'll just, we're just going to stay right on this theme. I mean, <clears throat> ask yourself empowering questions. Always, you have to have a strong enough why. It's like the thermostat. If the thermostat's between 60 and 80, we're not getting off the couch. That's the way it is in life. And sometimes that's the way it is with our health, even diet. You know, it's like we go to the doctor and they tell us we're going to have to have a major surgery. Suddenly we're interested in diet, you know. So we, 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 don't, we don't need to wait for tragedy to strike. We were given God-given intellect and we need to use it. So we've got to get motivated now and today. If not for yourself, do it for your family. If not for your family, you know. Do it for the world. You know, um, you were put here with purpose. You know, there is greatness in you. This is how That's our right. circle met, how I ended up here. Thanks and props to Les Brown for the project there with the book. And um, and there was a gentleman on a YouTube video that I watched and he was in a wheelchair and he had a very short lifespan. And he called it the prison of your mind. He was like he had to get out of that. And he became a motivational speaker. And it's like a little guy in a wheelchair who's going to live 30 years and has a very limited mobility, becomes a motivational speaker. And I think he ended up marrying one of his therapists, like his physical therapist or something. So he was married and everything else. And you go, we got to get out of the prison of our mind because what 
is available to us is anything and everything. And it's an amazing, beautiful world that was created. And we are, we have, get a chance to be part of it. So we need to, we need to make it happen. And we gotta, we gotta stay out of the comfort zone. That's it. Yep. No, and that's so true. I mean, I love what you just said. And it goes back to, you know, your reference to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You know, I had the pleasure of meeting his son um, this last year in Atlanta and, and, and that's it, right? We're, we're all the human race, right? And, and just because of the color of our skin is different or, or whatever else, you know, that's more of a scientific thing or a biological thing than anything else. We are all just one race, you know, we got to get past ourselves and, and that, that small mind thinking, right? Change our mindset. That's what that was all about. You know, it's shift our mindset, become more open about things, work with one another, realize we've got a lot more in common than we realize, like we mentioned earlier. And, yeah. and we've all got a story to tell. We've all got something that we've gone through that will help somebody else get through something else. And, and that's what we're here for. That's, that's what we're supposed to be motivated for and and get up off the couch <laughs> right i mean right. that's 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 kind of my my little thing that i always plug right it's get up off the couch we got to do something with their lives and that's and it. you know our story is going to help so thank you so much again chris uh do you want to share your website with us just in case somebody uh doesn't sure. see the description sure absolutely the website is is pure health acupuncture acupuncture is the one c um the product is pure health acupuncture products uh, i think it's through square we can send a link in there and i do have an instagram which is you know uh at dr chris leninger it might be dr dot chris leninger um so uh that's those are the easiest if you want to reach out in the clinic you can read about what we do you know we do work with people even um, from a distance Sometimes we need to work with it physically, but some things we can do from a distance. We have even incorporated this idea of environment and um, mindset. So there are ways to work with that as well. But uh, everybody, please recognize acres of diamonds. The grass may be greener under your feet. And please, please go home with that message because it's an, it is. It's just I can't say enough about it. The world is amazing. Every one of us is amazing. And we just have to use it in the right way. Get motivated today. All right. Thank you again, Dr. Chris. Appreciate you so much. And uh, for everyone else out there, get motivated and be blessed. Thank Follow Donato on Facebook and LinkedIn at Donato Parisi or go to DonatoMotivates.com. Remember, you can be anything you want and desire. All you have to do is get motivated.